Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International and Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Retire in Thailand. Today's episode is an introductory episode, and it's going to be short, not as long as my typical podcast, which are between, let's just say, 30 minutes to an hour long. This is an intro podcast episode for those that are interested in Thailand. So I get a lot of emails and messages, whether it's to LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, even through YouTube, or just randomly through my email, through my work email address, which is will at the number one compass.net. You can just Google my name. You can find all my contact information. Uh, but I will get simple emails like, hi, Will. I've been listening to your podcast. Love your podcast. I find it very informative. And my husband and I are thinking about moving to Thailand. Uh, what are the next steps? Or, hi, Will. I'm interested in Thailand. Uh, please contact me. So I put this podcast together as an intro to let you know is before we get into the conversation to give them some deep thought, uh, why are you looking at Thailand and what are some of the questions I want to prepare you for when we, when we jump on a conference call is number one is, are you listening to my podcast because you're seeking retirement, whether it's now or within the next five to 10 years? So I need to have an idea of what is your timing? Is your timing now? Is it within the next year? Is it within the next five years? And also, what is your budget? What are you looking for? If you're looking for rentals, uh, we don't, that's not a part of a service that we provide. Uh, we could certainly direct you to, actually, I'm going to make it very easy for you right now. The best way to find rentals is basically to uh, just go on Facebook and type up Bangkok Rentals. Phuket Rentals. You'll find all sorts of brokers that really cater to, uh, cater to renters. The other thing too that makes it very easy is basically renting service apartments. And what a service apartment is, it's like an Airbnb. Airbnbs in Thailand are basically illegal. When you see them advertised, they are illegal. Uh, they are most buildings and most uh, communities throughout Thailand does not allow short-term rentals. The minimum is, is usually at least a month, but most of them are between six to 12 months. So what Thailand did was they, these developers basically created buildings that are specifically for short-term rentals. They're like hotels, but they're all condos. Uh, so it's really nice. It's like, for an example, like the residence in, in the United States. One of the great things about the residence in, you don't feel it's intended for the long stayer, the person that's going to be there for a week, two weeks, or even months at a time. So it feels like you're living at home. It feels like you're living in a nice condo. You're not confined to a 250 or 150 square foot um, hotel or motel room. The same exact thing goes with service apartments. We have them all over Thailand. You can just type service apartments, you'll find them. They're all in fantastic areas. Actually, when my family uh, first came to Thailand, they stayed in first service apartments. I've done, I've done it many times uh, before I bought here in Thailand. And the service apartments are using beautiful condos. Uh, they have all the amenities, pools, gyms, saunas, all in fantastic locations, whether it's across the street from a mega mall or right down the street. Uh, from public transportation like the BTS and so forth. And obviously your last option is to uh, get a hotel and then just start uh, basically just walking into uh, real estate offices and asking what they have for rent. 
So the thing is, is that expats make a huge mistake or, or future expats make a huge mistake when they're looking at retirement in the future. And that biggest mistake is they confuse with where they vacationed as an alternative or future home for themselves or future second home. For an example, maybe you went down to Cancun and you were there for a week. You're like, this place is freaking awesome. I can see myself living there. Well, once you move there, you realize that that's not a place for you. And I've made those mistakes myself in many destinations. Uh, Costa Rica being one of them. And I started my company in Costa Rica back in 2002, went there on a vacation, fell in love with the country, bought there, realizing that it, it only really suited or it didn't fulfill 100% of my needs as an expat. It was just too small of a country. It didn't provide me with the luxury things that I need, the shopping, the dining, uh, basically the conveniences of a place like Thailand, of a big city. So I eventually uh, still obviously had an office there because my staff was uh, based in Costa Rica, but I only spend maybe two to three days at a time, but I go back home to my home in Newport Beach. But when I came here to Thailand, things completely changed for me. I came here and I actually, my first time here, I spent one month here. One month looking throughout the country. And then I didn't want to make the same mistake as I did last time. I didn't want to buy right away because when I went to Costa Rica, my next trip, I came back home shopping and I bought something right away. So I stayed here for a month and really looked everywhere and got to know the place. And I'm like, you know what? This feels very, very different uh, than most other retirement destinations, especially in Latin America, in Southern Europe. It's not as sleepy. I'm not bored. There's always something to do. And that's, again, another mistake that many future expats make. They think that, oh, well, you know what? I took a vacation to Costa Rica, and I love being remote. I love the fact that the city only has 5,000 people or 10,000 people. This is great. It's so peaceful. But it doesn't translate to a wonderful place to live. And I, and I talk about this point so many times on my episodes, and I really bring that up as one of my first questions when I'm talking to a potential client. Just because you vacationed there, you loved it, it does not translate to a wonderful place to live for months and years at a time. The boredom factor is the number one factor why expats move out of that destination and go back home to where they came from, the United States, Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand. It's boredom. But you won't find that here in Thailand. You would definitely not find that here in Thailand. So when I came back on my, on my following trip, again, I stayed another month. I did more research. And then on the third time when I came back, I bought something. And I bought something first, a smaller place with intention that if I didn't like it, it didn't cost that much money, I can easily rent it. But nine years later, today, I still love this country as I did the first day I stepped foot in this country. It is unlike any retirement haven anywhere in the world. It is absolutely amazing. So that's one of the things I want you to think about is what is your retirement life? What countries have you been looking at? Because that's what I'm curious about too. And what is your budget? What is your price point? Are you looking at something half a million dollars, $200,000, a million dollars, $3 million? 
normally we work with clients that are that are seeking properties combined of a million dollars or more. Uh, and if you are looking for a property that's 50 or 60 or $70,000, we definitely have brokers that specialize in that. So we will certainly talk more directly to the right broker. But the main thing is, is that you also need to do your research. Listening to these podcasts is a wonderful day, is a wonderful way to establish that foundation. And when we talk, I'm going to answer all your questions and then layer another foundation on top of that, showing you the differences of Thailand and Latin America and even in Europe. And the last thing is, is that I need to know is, um, what is your, what is your, what are, what are your finances? Are you on a fixed income? So for an example, are you at the retirement age and you're gonna sell your home Let's say your home is worth $300,000. It's free and clear. You're going to sell your home and you're going to use that money to buy another home or homes here in Thailand, free and clear. And then you're going to live off your social security, which is maybe uh, for the combined combination of you and your wife, maybe $2,500 or $3,000 a month if you have other pensions and other investments. So I need to understand your financial status and where you are. And especially if you are... Um, more in the 1%, what I need to understand is we're going to talk about your, your wealth plan, what you currently have now, your estate plan, um, how many family members you have, and the type of homes you're looking for. Most people that are coming to Thailand that are looking at homes under half a million dollars are normally looking at condos in uh, some of the top areas. Homes are going to be a little bit further. But if you want single-family detached homes that are also in well-established areas that are within walking distance to restaurants and bars and transportation, they definitely are premium, but they are here. For an example, uh, we saw this gorgeous, this absolutely gorgeous home on a golf course uh, that was a little over a million dollars. It had two guest houses, unobstructed view of one of the holes, infinity pool, and only like a 15 minute drive to the beach in a very, very world renowned known golf course here in Thailand. Or we also have branded residences from Ritz Carlton, Mandarin Oriental, Banyan Tree. Uh, we have those here too. So I need to understand what exactly you're looking for. Then I also want to know is what is your lifestyle like? So where do you live now? What's your day to day like? Uh, are you, uh, do you love to travel? If you love to travel, oh my God, you're absolutely going to love Thailand because there's so many places to explore and there's so many countries. I've said in my, in my prior podcast, within three and a half hour flight from, from basically from one hour to three and a half hour flight, there are 11 other countries to visit here in Thailand. Just to name a few, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, Myanmar, Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, India, China, Taiwan. There's so many places to see and it's, everything is so close. And if you're coming from the UK or even Australia, you know how cheap the flights are. The flights are as low, what we saw them before the pandemic, as low as 200 to $300 round trip. So you definitely have a leg over, over uh, those that are coming from North America. So I want to know your lifestyle. 
Are you, active, are you an active adult? Do you like to do stuff? I want to know what, what are your hobbies? Do you like to golf? Do you like to fish? Do you like to go scuba diving? Uh, and then also, but if you're the type of person that just likes to veg, Thailand is also a wonderful place. But you know what Thailand is really great for? Being pampered. If there's one word that can describe Thailand, it's pampered. I've been to so many other countries where the dollar does go further. Obviously not as far as Thailand. And you think you're being pampered, but you're still paying premium. And especially in places in Latin America, when I started doing business there in 2002, I've seen a massive inflation over the last 18 years. But here in Thailand, I've been here for almost a decade. Inflation is almost non-existent because it doesn't affect an expat like you and I. Where when I first came here nine years ago, that $1 meal, nine years later, now costs 25 cents more. That's it. Or that, uh, what else I'm looking for? Maybe the beer. Uh, you know, that was a dollar. Now it's a dollar twenty-five or dollar ten. But the thing is, is that there is obviously inflation in every country, but the inflation rate is so minuscule and so insignificant to an expat like you and I, it does not affect our bottom line. It does not affect us whatsoever. And then I need to understand is your future travel. So are you, in a sense, is, is Thailand going to be your primary residence? Is it going to be your second home, third home? Are you planning to buy a car? Do you want to have a Thai driver's license? I'm explaining to you the different visas. Do you, are you in the age and financial, do you fit the financial requirements for a retirement visa? Or do you have the, do you have the finances you can afford a Thai lead visa? Or are you looking to open a business here? So maybe you want to be semi-retired because there's a tremendous amount of opportunities here in Thailand. What was popular in the UK or in the States 10 years ago is now being popular here. For example, if you work out, CrossFit is obviously kind of going away and not as popular as, as it is in the States or in the UK or even Australia. Well, it's popular here. And there's so, if you are into sports, there's so many activities from Muay Thai, one-on-one uh, -on -one training. Um, if you are overweight, forget the fat farms. You can come here and lose a lot of weight for a fraction of the price. Like I said, it's all about being pampered. Deep tissue Thai massages, $7 an hour. Uh, foot and leg massages, $7 an hour. And that's with tip. Actually, you don't have to tip them. Thailand is not a tipping society. You do not have to tip. So those are just some of the things I want to talk about. So first of all, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Uh, please Google myself, Will Roadhouse, and my companies, and you'll see that I'm very transparent. There is not one negative thing that has ever been spoken about myself or any of my companies. We are transparent my background comes from the financial services. I work for one of the top three banks in the, in the, in the United States as a vice president of wealth and asset management. Uh, I did that uh, for, see, I worked for that bank for 13 years. I also have business banking background. 
and then I eventually made a transition uh, and opened up my own business. So finance is my background, real estate is my background. Actually, I sold my very first home, my parents' home by owner at 14, 15 years old. I think I was 15 because I was a freshman in high school. And I think I was, I, th I think actually it was the summertime and my birthday is not till fourth quarter. So yes, I was 14 years old when I first, when I first sold my home. So real estate is a passion of mine, whether it's residential or commercial. I know it well, I've mastered it, especially when it comes down to international real estate. And I've mastered the ability of understanding your needs as an expat, which is a very, very low percentage of real estate professionals out there. When you're working with a realtor or a broker in a foreign country, number one, they've probably never sold a piece of real estate in their life. They came to this country. Uh, we see them a lot in, like in Latin America. They never sold any real estate. They want to work part-time, so they decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to open a Century 21. I'm going to open a Remax. That's how, they, that's how they get into business. They have no prior experience. But how I differ from everyone else and how my team differ from, differs from everyone else is that you are walking a mile in our shoes. We've gone through the mistakes. We've searched the world. We've worked with developers, top developers in, throughout the world in the top expat destinations. So we understand what the needs are for expats. I've spoken to not hundreds, but thousands of expats and future expats. So I understand because I've been through the process. I've been teaching this process and consulting this process for almost two decades now. This is my job and this is all I, this is all I do. My team is trilingual. We have teams in Costa Rica. Um, if you are looking in Latin America, Costa Rica by far is the best place to live. By far, hands down, Costa Rica is the best place to live in Latin America. Uh, we still have a team there, but most, most of the business that we do in Costa Rica is mostly in the commercial development side. But if you're looking for a home, a, like a mega home, we can certainly help you. We actually just uh, worked with uh, one of the, uh, a very, very well-known uh, rock star uh, uh, just a few years ago. So we have mega homes throughout the world if you're looking for something. But the thing is, is nothing beats Thailand. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to our conference call. But the next thing is, is, is that if you can respond uh, by email, just kind of a summary of what you're looking for. What is your budget? What type of home are you looking for? And what is your timing? And also let me know what is, it, what is the best time to contact you. And if you're coming, if you're calling from the States, uh, I am about 14, 15 hours ahead of you, but we'll figure out a time to talk. And you're simply dialing to my conference line. So thank you so much again. And I'll talk to you soon.